Welcome to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I'm a talent management thought partner and results coach, wife, and mom. Talent management leaders are hungry to learn from their peers and want to hear about real-life talent initiatives. This podcast is for and by talent management leaders. My guests and I dig into successes, challenges, and lessons learned from a very practical, not theoretical point of view. You'll discover important insights about how to elevate your confidence and amplify your influence in a role known for being caught in the organizational middle. I'm thrilled to have you listening. So let's get going and hear the truth about talent management today. Welcome back to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell, and I'm here with you for another ultra-quick solo check-in. Have you ever truly loved your work? I have. (laughs) I loved my work in the corporate world so much. I spent over 20 years in talent management leadership roles, so learning, HR, OD, employee experience, talent acquisition, even operations. And there was just so much opportunity to make a difference. But, you know, sometimes all that opportunity felt like a double-edged sword. There was often so much potential to influence an organization's culture that it could actually feel scary. For any given initiative, there are so many choices in terms of where you could start and such a variety of opinions from stakeholders on where you should start. We are, after all, working with really complex, diverse humans and a whole multitude of wants and needs and opinions. The danger is that it can feel easier to remain in the status quo with nowhere to go, fighting fires, running with short-term, uncontroversial Band-Aid solutions. So it's not really influencing the culture forward. On top of the overwhelm with all that potential for influence, I think that for many leaders, becoming more influential sounds scary. We want it, but it seems somehow a bit slimy or difficult, kind of like a swamp eel. I don't know why that came to my mind, but it did. Anyways, I digress. The sense that it is scary or somehow hard to attain, you know, influence comes from many conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues frontline employees across all industries and functions. Influencing is such a critical yet misunderstood skill. For instance, many people assume that it's just the most charismatic or extroverted amongst us who are able to influence well. This is a myth. Influence does not just lie in the C-suite. And influence can be learned. Now, others believe that influencing somehow involves the manipulation of others or being inauthentic. Again, this is a myth. The twisting of arms is not required. Now, I know there's an expression that's, you know, to exert influence, as in he exerted his executive power and influence and was able to get a bigger office or get the project done earlier. My belief is that, you know, while there is such a thing as this positional influence, influence that is truly created effectively with trusting relationships on a daily basis is fundamentally about partnership and dialogue. So what I mean is that influencing can and ideally should include that the other party who ends up being influenced by your solution or business case wants to buy into it. They're doing so by choice. So to influence effectively, you're offering value, not snake oil that no one needs. Ultimately, influencing requires intentionality getting clear on what we need or want to influence, and then making clear steps towards our goal. No manipulation required. So what does this look like for talent leaders in action? 
as I said a moment ago, it's not about arm twisting. It is about deep listening, skillful probing questions that unearth root causes, and avoiding assumptions, and from there offering a selection of appropriate solutions up for discussion. Ultimately, influence for talent leaders does not mean that you have to have all the answers or be the expert in everything being discussed. I see so many people getting tripped up by that. For example, let's say an internal client has a problem in their division and they give you their prescription for what they want your team to do. Ever had that happen? I, I certainly have. Now, if you make the assumption that you don't know enough about the problem and that the client already has the right solution, you may go and simply build that solution and even get as far as implementation, only to find that, nope, it's not impacting the right things after all. And back we go to the land of rework, and nobody likes it. Nobody likes that place. So to avoid the land of rework, you need to become a valued, influential business partner by focusing first on your inherent curiosity, your commitment to being of service, and your skill of facilitation. Partner with your client to help them, not just you, get more clarity on what the problem really is, looking at it from all the angles. And then collaborate with them to identify clear, desired outcomes. So I like to ask, what would success look like? What would we see if we were to peek through the window six months from now? Okay, so there you have it. My thoughts, for today anyways, on influence. Bring these attributes of curiosity, service, and facilitation to the conversation about a new request for support, and I guarantee that the solution you both land upon will end up being infinitely more successful and the ROI far higher. Thanks for listening. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your colleagues. Better yet, head over to iTunes and let us know. When you subscribe and leave me a five-star review, not only do I glow from within, but more people will learn about the show and why they should listen. Until next time, keep telling the talent management truth.